Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Jen. And you're listening to Just This, a podcast that explores everything around being and becoming a mother or parent. We're excited to have you join us as we dive into the practical details, as well as the unseen energetics on topics that span from preconception to years after birth. So today we're going to talk about body image. Yes. And specifically for this episode, it's going to be body image during pregnancy. Yes. And you wanted to talk about this last week and why? I'm so curious what what prompted this this topic. I think I can't remember what prompted it. I think we were talking about something and I just there was some something that came up and it was actually about body image postpartum. Mm-hmm. And then I I thought it would really be good to talk about this. And then I realized it's a very broad spectrum because body image during pregnancy and body image during postpartum are really thing that people struggle with. So I just thought we could talk about it. About it. And for the pregnancy part, it's very interesting because I, in my past, part of the reason I never, I, I've struggled with body image things and it's actually healed quite a bit since I was younger, which maybe that's natural. And, but there was a part a period of my past where I definitely was part of the reason I never wanted to get pregnant was because I know I struggled with the thought of the whole body morphing that would happen mm-hmm. during pregnancy. And as it was, I actually felt so much more connected to my body than I could have expected through my pregnancy and I thought it was a very beautiful experience and you realize your body is so crazy what it can do and being pregnant felt actually really really nice I really enjoyed my body during pregnancy I also felt like it was the healthiest I've ever been in my life probably up until that point and I'm pretty healthy at times but you combine the no alcohol no substances with I had read something and maybe this was a little bit of my like obsessive mind, but I had read something about if you reduce the glutens that you're intaking, that you're reducing inflammation in the body. I think Mm -hmm. there is something out there about that. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, then you ultimately will will lead to a potentially easier birth because Mm -hmm. if your tissues aren't inflamed, then it's easier for the baby to pass through. Interesting. So that was something I read. I can't remember. It was in one of the one of the very popular natural books about oh, preparing for birth. Actually, yeah. can't remember which one, but I did cut out. Um, I let's see. I did reduce a lot of glutens from my diet during pregnancy. Looking back on it, but I felt I was eating healthy, and I made like these nut breads. I'll put the recipe Mm -hmm. in there. It's amazing. I should still make it, but I used to make that and have avocado with it. I mean, I I was just eating Mm -hmm. super, super healthy, but coming back to body image, I felt very in tune with my body, very in touch with my body. And the hardest thing for me was cutting, working out. Mm. So what do you, so tell me more about that. I'm curious about cutting out your exercise. Exercise to me, the way I am built energetically just I and also mentally for me moving my body and uh, more so than just walking is 
does mentally make me feel that my body is in better shape. So Mm -hmm. I do connect those two. So unlinking those two, unlinking the kind of more high intensity workouts from how I felt in my body was a little bit more difficult. And I made, you know, it was a challenge, but there's many things that are challenges. That was actually one of the hardest things during my pregnancy. I had a pretty easy pregnancy. That was the hardest. But it was, there was a point, my, I did hit a point where I had a utero growth restriction. They were, they didn't know why baby wasn't growing at the rate they wanted baby to grow. And so there was, it was very interesting because maybe the universe gave me this on a platter because it knew like, Hey, we're going to really make sure you're cool with your body. Cause we're going to up your intake to um, 3,500 calories a day. I mean, wow. I could not, it was incredible. I was like milkshakes peanut butter, everything I could. And you know, when you're pregnant, really pregnant, it's hard to eat a lot at once because your stomach actually is shrunk from the baby being Mm -hmm. in there. So you have to eat a lot throughout the day in order to get high calorie intake, unless you're eating high caloric meals, which I was eating super healthy. So things like ice cream or milkshakes were great. Milkshakes were great. Yeah. And in addition to that, because of the immune growth restriction, they did recommend really cutting back on any kind of, any kind of exercise other than just walking and very, very low key workouts. Mm, Interesting. And that was more for the calorie aspect of it. It was for the calorie aspect. They, the thing with in utero growth restriction is they really have no idea. There's, there's really, we don't know your baby's just not growing. It could be Mm -hmm. so many things and they haven't figured it out. I have personal intuitions on it was actually just fine for my kiddo because she was just yeah. meant to be small. But I know two two women that that same thing. They've yeah. been told and very healthy small. babies. Yeah. Very healthy when she when when my daughter was born, she got a nine out of ten on the Apgar. So Maybe. very healthy, which is yeah. really tiny. There was nothing wrong, and I intuitively felt that the whole time. However, you want to do what you can to make sure and. and Little things like increasing my caloric intake and reducing my high intensity exercise probably were good in the long run. I'm not going to lie. It's probably stuff I needed to do. But again, it was, it was a challenge. And I think cosmically it was probably delivered to me. It was okay. Like, let's really, let's really test this. That Are you really comfortable with your body? Let's, let's push it a little bit. And ultimately it was good for me, but yeah. I know a lot of people struggle through pregnancy with their body image and into postpartum, which we'll get in in another conversation. And it can be really a real mental, real mental challenge for mm-hmm. people. And there's so much in our society that there's even during pregnancy, what these perfect pregnant bellies look like. It's almost like that perfect birth, what it looks like. And, and the reality is when we look around the world, we're not seeing the saggy boobs, the, 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 the right. this and that, all the things. It's not like you have this perfectly top body all the time and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's that in pregnancy, really grappling with that. And the more, if you are struggling with body image, you can face it and try to dig deeper. It's going to help you in postpartum because postpartum's even harder in my opinion than pregnancy yeah. because you're dealing with a baby in my opinion, there's even more societal pressure to get yeah. back to perfect body, whatever the fuck that is. Right. After right. you've had a baby. 
Well, I mean, our upbringing of a perfect body body is that of Barbie, right? (laughs) Like the airbrushed people that are size, I don't know, one or zero on the magazine. That's our upbringing. Have a six pack. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, really? We want to get back to having abs? That's what's important (laughs) after having a baby? (laughs) Yeah. But we'll get that one in the, the next one. Yeah, it's interesting. I think pregnancy in midwifery we don't really weigh pregnant mamas at all like we just there's no huge risk factor for us to need to do that so it's never a concern of ours and it's interesting to see how some clients are actually more concerned about it and we really aren't as far as like weight gain during pregnancy and I think you kind of hit it on the head there I think that body image, I think what's really challenging is that your body does morph. I love that word because it really does morph and change. And the body becomes like really supple. I was actually looking at some photos that, you know, some friends posted when they were pregnant and like just remembering some of my photos, how kind of full my face got, how you kind of gain this kind of like a fat type, you know, softness to your body. And But at the same time, your body just glows a lot of times too, like kind of natural energetic attraction that also happens. And it's so challenging because I think we have a ton of social pressure. And from that social pressure and conditioning, we then think about how our body should look instead of really, like you said, sinking in and really feeling how how it feels in our body. And I agree with you. I had I don't talk about it a lot because a lot of people didn't have a great pregnancy, but I felt really good during my pregnancy too. And I think a lot of it, like you said, is like, I didn't drink caffeine. I was eating super healthy. I was really trying to listen to my body, just really trying to get in tune with it and really honor it in a way that even now I don't even do it. Tired, drink more coffee, stay awake, get work done or whatever. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting And the other thing too that I learned, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, is this idea of when we see pregnant women, and especially in midwifery, as you know, you continue to see them throughout the months, it's so hard to not be like, you look so big. No, you're not big, but baby's growing. And what I mean by that is your belly is showing and it's this kind of exciting thing. I, I think for a lot of, a lot of women, not everyone, but there's like this excitement around it. And so I've really tried to change my language around it and be like, oh, baby's getting so big, but it's just more like your belly's expanding and it's this beautiful pregnant belly. And I think too, we're always talking about like shifting our perspective. There's only going to be a certain amount of times that we're actually really pregnant. I think it's also kind of this cool thing that we get to actually carry another being in our body, which is kind of interesting and doesn't happen really even if you have a ton of kids we'll say like 10 or 12 okay in the lifespan of even carrying those kids it's a very short period of time that we actually get to experience that and so I think trying to really embrace those aspects of it could maybe potentially like help shift our focus on the way we look at our body and to drop that oh this is how our body should look because like you said everyone carries babies differently Every baby will be carried different depending on how soon after you had the baby, you having twins, whatever. So yeah, how you work out there. I love the term you use softness because I really feel like that is when you're pregnant, it's just the beginning of this phase of softness that you're going to be going into for probably a couple to a few years. And 
I want to make a note uh, to mention this. So I put it in the show notes. There's, I will try to find this video. I believe my sister sent it to me and it's just a very YouTube clip or something. And it shows the progressed kind of changes in your body and how the organs move around Mm -hmm. as the baby grows. And it's just so crazy. Remember her sending it to me and I was like, yeah, mind blown about how the body just knows. It's like, okay, we're going to rearrange your whole internal system for this baby. And I'll try to put that in there because it goes back to realizing and connecting with that part of you. Wow. My body's really magical. Like body's doing all these things. I think I want to just say too, that it would going back to, it's going to be a couple to a few years with that softness mm-hmm. that the more you can realize that this is temporary, you, like you mentioned, it's just through pregnancy. It's really, you'd only get to be pregnant so many times in your life. However, the more you can become just okay with knowing I'm going to be for the next couple years, really the sole source for this being that is growing in my body, which means my body's going to be different because it is for this child for mm-hmm. a couple years, for a couple years and becoming familiar with that in pregnancy. So also knowing, Hey, my body's changing. My body's doing different things right now. And that's going to be for a couple years. And it doesn't seem like it, especially with your first baby, that a couple years is really not that long in the big picture, Right. but it really isn't that long in the big picture. And then if you're having multiples, you know, it could be a few years, mm-hmm. but being able to, that's why I really encourage people. If you're struggling with it during pregnancy, find the tools, find the resources to basically become comfortable with your body, just wherever it's at and really love it wherever it's at, because you're going to need that moving Mm -hmm. forward. You're going to need that after birth. And so if you can do it, especially if you don't have kids and you have the time during pregnancy do it during pregnancy, drop into that. Don't just shy away from it or push it aside, really find the tools and resources and turn into that uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. and face it. I do want to touch on the eating thing too, because I think it is important to intuitively listen to our bodies to Mm -hmm. what they want to eat. And I, for example, with the gluten thing, I wasn't super hard ass of I'm not eating gluten, blah, blah, blah. But I would set myself up for preparing meals or preparing things that were more in the frame that I was hoping to eat, like a healthy thing. However, if I was like craving, you know, I guess chips are not gluten, but chips and salsa, or I was craving a cake or whatever it is, I would still eat that. I'm not going to deny my body things it craves. And so I think that's an important thing is if you're wanting to eat healthy and you're worried about I'm going to be sitting eating fried chicken and ice cream all night. (laughs) If you really are craving fried chicken and ice cream, give yourself that. Maybe Mm -hmm. if you have something healthy before, have a little bit of the healthy thing before, because that helps. Then you eat your chicken and ice cream and your stomach's already like half full with the good stuff or whatever. I bring it back to actually how I feed my child. Sure. Have all the candy you want. However, Mm -hmm. there's some broccoli there. You're going to have to have that broccoli too. Yeah. You get the whole spectrum. I'm not going to control what you eat, but Mm -hmm. we do teach in my household that we balance it with the good things because our body needs both, you know, it's okay to like lean into our cravings, but it's also important to put the good things in too. Yeah. I do. We do the, we do. I do the same thing here too. And I really relate that to the aspect of how much our minds can damage our bodies if we don't necessarily listen, like, right. If there's a stress, like don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it. 
then how much damage is that actually doing on our body as opposed to be like, okay, enjoy it, but just eat some like broccoli or a salad or something and then enjoy it. Like done that, that amount of stress is just not going to be as like, yeah, your body will just be happier. And I also want to say to touching on this aspect too, that I think a lot of women have, especially if they're trying to get pregnant and it's been a really difficult journey is this idea around our body image and how we believe our bodies have failed us or are failing us. And I don't know if you've experienced this, especially with with your pregnancy when you had restricted growth, because sometimes when we think that things are going wrong, we blame our bodies. And I just kind of want to touch touch on that a little bit because our bodies aren't necessarily failing us. You're you're smiling right now. I want to hear, I want to (laughs) hear. I'm going to stop just so I can hear you right now. Well, I, I, I love this because it goes into the woo and the energetics. There's an interesting thing. I was always very happy with my body through pregnancy, but I decided to not tell people. I just didn't want people to see me as the pregnant person, right? Mm. Other than Amanda. I also went into, I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. And I also went into parenthood being like, I'm going to be the same person with my kid, right? It's just how my mind was. But because of that, we didn't tell anyone, honestly, even I think my most of my family, I think I was five or six months pregnant before most people knew, because also it was a very small baby. So (laughs) I was in that phase where, yeah, my tummy was getting a little bit hotter and maybe a little bit bigger, but people are not going to come up to you and be, hey, are you pregnant? Right. They're going to instead just sit and wonder. And so there may be, there was this energetic aspect of I'm not sharing, I'm not celebrating and sharing this with the world, the mm-hmm. way that other people would be. And energetically, maybe baby felt that and kind of was like, oh, okay, I'm not growing and expanding because you're not out there energetically. I'm having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have actually thought about that and thought maybe that is partially why energetically that my baby was just slowly kind of being hidden, kind of like I was hiding it in some ways from a lot of people. Yeah, that was why I was smiling. That's that's really interesting. I think we we have a tendency to, even in those situations, whether or not that is the case, to blame ourselves for those for those type of things. I think there's this sense that we really should be gentle on ourselves in those ways and I don't blame um, myself. I've just thought, thought about it. There was an That's good. I don't care. My baby was healthy at yeah. this point, especially. Yeah. And and even when that was happening, that thought actually didn't occur to me until after like a year or two after birth. I, I think if it had occurred to me during pregnancy, I probably would have blamed myself. Mm-hmm. And just like you're saying, to be kind to yourself and to realize it doesn't matter. Your experience is whatever is is because it's meant to be that way. We're yeah. all learning our own lessons through the mm-hmm. pregnancy we have, through the birth we have, through the struggles that we have. The, the struggles are our lessons before the child even comes. Yeah. It's prepping us. It's um, prepping us, totally. Yeah. And I want to say too, there's this interesting, I don't know where I saw it, but basically there's this whole community where men actually find the most attractive women are the biggest women. So they literally don't exercise. They sit down, they try to eat as much calories. I find it so interesting because I really do think that a lot of our body image is based on 
how we, how our society really believes we should look and how we've been conditioned. And I just want to throw out there too, that if we can really truly accept how our bodies are, that's the biggest thing because ultimately there's going to be somebody that likes your body. They're going to like the bigger booties or the smaller boobs or the bigger boobs, whatever the case is, they're going to like shorter people or taller people. And I think if we just understand and kind of remember and keep in the back of our head that there's all types of love for all types of body. And on that note, I agree with you on the men seem to be very attracted to pregnant women, very attracted. It's a, it's a thing that's not talked about in our society, but I would say more men probably I would guess close to 70%, if not more, are into pregnant women. I think it's a biological thing or just some like hormonal thing. However, I want to bring into this touch. If you do have a partner, touch can be a really great thing for improving your own body image or feeling that self-love. You can do it for yourself, but I highly recommend if you have a partner, start from as early as you can. I'm pregnant let's do massage. I want you to massage me and massage my belly before it's even showing or growing. Massage my feet, really bring in massage. We did weekly, if not nightly as as pregnancy progressed, nightly massage. And it was a really good way, I think, A, to build connection with your partner because it's very important to start building that connection or really finding those times to connect because it's your whole life is about to change. Your mm-hmm. whole partnership is about to change. And for, for body image, it's very helpful. Touch is an incredible thing. If you're talking about small babies, bringing that back to that touch or even babies in general is one of the things that helps them gain weight. It helps them grow. Struggling with body image, we're not talking about gaining weight here, but it will help you actually feel comfortable and soothed in, in that you're loved. It mm-hmm. really helps nourish in that way. And if you don't have a partner, go get massages. Even if you do have a partner, go get massages, find ways, ask a friend when they come over to give you a foot massage or ask a friend to give you some extra hugs or put it out there. Just, I need extra hugs right now. The Mm -hmm. more you can get touch well, your body is changing and growing and not in your mindset of ideal, the more you're probably going to be comfortable of, I am loved. I am received. People want to touch me. I think Mm -hmm. it really helps. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And there's so much immune boosting proof now too, about just having a hug and all that stuff. So, and I also just want to say that, and I was actually really surprised the first time I heard it, but I've heard multiple guys tell me you're really lucky to be able to carry and birth a baby. (laughs) Can you elaborate on this a little bit more? And basically they're like, it's a really cool thing to be able to, you know, make a baby inside your body and then to birth it out and carry it. And so I think also just remembering that we have this really unique opportunity to, to carry a baby and to experience what it is like to be pregnant. And then you want to talk about your personal experience with body image. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll talk a little bit about my personal. So it's interesting. One thing that I remember about my pregnancy is that when we told everyone that we were pregnant, which is funny we say we, but because technically just you are, but was my mother-in-law was like, don't eat so much. It's like, you don't want the baby to get too big. All right. I mean, there's some truth in that, but you also- You were given the opposite advice from me. Exactly. You're telling me to eat 3,500 calories a day and you're being told, stop eating. 
<laughs> don't eat too much, <laughs> which is fine. And so I would say I've always, I'm very much like you. I've always, I did a lot of athletics and stuff like that. So I think the toughest time for me, body image wise in my own personal life was in college in the like freshman 15 or the freshman 20. And it was definitely really hard for me because I'd always been in the very fit type stage, but I was, I was excited to be pregnant and I didn't, I felt that as long as I continued to eat healthy, I wasn't too worried about gaining weight or looking too big. I would say most of my experience or worries was probably more postpartum, like you said. And I think also to having like birth work background, you just know that it's, you're not, it's not about limiting calories and the way you look when you're pregnant. It's about being healthy ultimately. And so that was always my main thing. I don't, I don't think I was too worried about it. I'm also a very, I love being touched. So I, I love touch, <laughs> but I never had one like random weird person come up and touch my belly. But I think I also in my, my day-to-day interaction kind of put like my bubble around. <laughs> I really like as well, how as midwives, you don't weigh people because I think that circles back to what you were saying there with, it's not about it. It's more about how you're feeling. It's not about these numbers. It really doesn't matter. And when we can separate ourselves from that and touch into, and then then it comes back as well to, it's about you and your mental thoughts about your own body. And Mm -hmm. so if there is still, without looking at weight, without looking at the numbers, if you still have kind of fears or anxieties or anything coming up, then that's where you can bring in these other tools of like, okay, let's get in touch with that part of you that's struggling. And really detach it from any of the data. Because when you're detached from the data, you should be fine. How am I feeling? I'm actually feeling really healthy. I'm feeling really good. And actually, just to wrote before we end on this, we can now then talk about potentially in later pregnancy, a lot of people do deal with aches, just feeling heavy and big and done and all these other things. And how maybe that can wrap into body image. Because when your body isn't at its tip top, performing Mm -hmm. state when you Mm -hmm. are feeling achy and tired and all these things that can actually start to potentially weigh in or maybe you felt great with your body image all through pregnancy and you get to this final month and you are really struggling because you're not feeling great Mm -hmm. and I think there it's important and maybe we can link some tools here bringing your mindset back to the things we've mentioned this is temporary you're, you're growing a baby in your body. It's doing incredible things. The amount that it does that does in that nine months or 10 months mm-hmm. for what it's doing is it's in- extremely fast. If you think mm-hmm. about it. And also I just really love tapping into using tools to tap into what do we love about our body right now? What can we connect with? That's feeling good. And potentially we can put some tools in the show notes about that. Anything you want to say on that part? Because I have talked to a couple of pregnant women recently and you probably talk to them all the times. How are you doing? How are things going? I feel achy. I'm mm-hmm. really tired. Mm-hmm. And that can, can lean into, I don't feel good about my body because my body doesn't feel good right now to me. Right. Right. And I think, I guess like what I'm hearing too, when you say that is this, this idea that we, our bodies, our bodies do change, right? We're, we're carrying, you know, when babies are born, they're, anywhere from average five to eight pounds and sometimes bigger, right? And so 
we're carrying that weight around on top of all the other symptoms and changes that are happening on our body physically and hormonally. And on top of that, we have this expectation to just continue to live our life the same way. We still need to climb up those stairs with the groceries, or we still need to walk and do all these things. It's almost like we forget to kind of give ourselves, your body has changed. It's going to be different. And you're not going to be able to do the same things in the same way. And standing at work for 12 hours is not going to feel great at all because your body is completely different. We just forget that we forget. We forget that we have a baby because we have so much going on in our mind. It's busy, especially when we're working or in our day to day, we forget that we're pregnant and we need to just kind of lean into that. And when we can really try to ask our body what it needs and provide it that and maybe it's chicken or ice cream or whatever. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think again, coming back to the cultural part, while we do have these signs of let the pregnant women sit or let them allow them to go to the bathroom first or in a line, there is more of a societal push of who cares? You're pregnant. You can do this. You can still keep working until the very, we don't really support it, especially toward the end when it is your body is in a state of asking you to maybe slow down. Uh, Mm -hmm. I agree when you follow those intuitive messages from the body versus trying to rebuke them or push them down there, then you, your mental state about your body will be in a better place. If you're Mm -hmm. fighting your body, then that's when you'll have that body image or more of those will come up versus when you're listening to your body and honoring it and loving it for whatever it will feel loved. Your relationship with your body will obviously be better when you're listening to the messages your body Mm -hmm. is giving you. So, yeah. 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 And even if you, even if the body is not is quote unquote, as we say, sometimes like failing us, you know, there's lots of ways that it's not necessarily failing us and we can find those attributes to be grateful for. And Hey, like I'm still breathing. Thank you so much. And Hey, my baby is still, is still healthy. And yeah, my feet are swollen the size of tree trunks and I feel like crap, but I love you, body. We're going <laughs> to get through yeah. this together. <laughs> and the more you can love your body through pregnancy, the the more you're building that relationship with your body, I really believe that actually assists in the birth. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, again, if you're listening to your body, if you're in good relationship with your body, going through birth, I believe will be smoother. Yeah. Because you're probably even... doing some crazy shit during birth. <laughs> so true. And even if we can start, especially for females, and especially if we're having daughters, because I think there's just a little bit more societal pressure on us to look and be a certain way. And maybe, maybe it's the same for men. I just don't know. But being able to start that off from the beginning with kids is so important for them to feel comfortable and confident in their body. And it really starts with us. So if we can start practicing that now before they're even born, I think that's where we're a step ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, we will follow up this episode with and talk about body image during postpartum. Mm -hmm. So if you have any thoughts, reflections, anything at all, leave us a voice message on our little voice message line. We love to hear from all of you. And I hope this was helpful. Hey there, amazing listeners. We just want to say a huge thank you for tuning into our combo on the Justice podcast today. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and your continued support means the world to us. 
If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, we would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Your reviews and shares not only motivate us, but they also help others discover our show. We're also all about keeping the conversation going and hanging out with our incredible community. Head over to justthis.site, that's J-U-S-T-T-H-I-S dot S-I-T-E, where you'll find additional resources, ways to connect with us, and join the conversation, plus some more goodies. Thank you again for being a part of the Just This community. We'll be back soon. Until next time, remember to take care of yourself and embrace the wonder as you navigate this extraordinary adventure.